0: Yeah, welcome back to uh, Mornings on SEN. We're into our third hour. We've got Andrew Webster, Chief uh, Sports Writer for the City Morning Herald. He'll join us shortly to discuss whatever he's been up to, really. I'm more interested in, as some one of our uh, listeners on the text line, texting in what he's been watching. Give us a few reviews, Webby, over the, uh, the summer months. But, yeah, we'll talk a bit of sport with him. As well, producer Don, producer Mark in the studio here. We've loaded up here. We're going to have a bit of a roundtable about some uh, tennis. The Australian Open qualifying has started for day two down there. Stack of Aussies in action. Mark Polman's, um who's trying to get inside the, the top 150, maybe qualify for the uh, the Australian Open this year. He's uh, um, going okay. He's just set up in his qualifying match on Kia Arena which is the arena of Kyrgios and Kokonakis last year. Mm. Dom, remember that?
1: Special K. Um, the Devils run. They're look, doing it again. Yeah, well, I was n- I've never been too infatuated by tennis, but I love Nick Kyrgios. I don't care mm. what anyone says about him. He makes the sport entertaining. So when he went on that run with Kokonakis, it was incredible. So if you want to do a little bit of uh, ask the tennis expert, I think me and Mark can uh, almost like press conference style just, you know, Get some questions away at you. Do it, okay. yeah.
0: If you if you want to know, I'll, I won't say I'm an expert, but I've been hanging around it like a bad smell. So I'll, um, well,
1: Sounds like I'll an expert to me. Try <laughs>
0: try, yeah, basically, that's <laughs> yeah. what a, a journalist is, just someone that hangs around something like a bad smell and uh, picks up a few stories.
1: Was it an, an aspiring journalist myself, I'll, I'll keep that in mind for next time. But first <laughs> question for you, Mr. Peacock. Yeah. Special K back-to-back. No. No, why not?
0: No. I think one of them will want to concentrate so heavily on singles, that it might cruel their early round chances. So Nick only got to the second round last year, mm. and I think he can do a bit better here. And he's got a seed this year. Last year wasn't seeded at the Australian Open. He came to the Australian Open, I think, ranked about 90. Uh, this year he'll, he'll have a like a low 20 seed. So I can't see him struggling too much in the first week. So I think by the time we get to the first weekend, he'll still be going. And that's when the doubles will be kicked in. He gets involved in a big five-setter. He gets through it. Mm. He has to play singles. Doubles is going to suffer. Last year, he lost in the second round to Daniil yep. Medvedev. So um, I don't think they can go back-to-back, back, but they can have a run, again, okay. and entertain a few people once more. The Australian women that we've got in this tournament, is there any chance any of them can go deep? Is there anything going to happen with them? Or is it just got a hope for that home crowd advantage? Uh, home crowd advantage for, for a lot of them. but There's no depth whatsoever in Australian women's tennis at the moment. Ola uh, Tomljanovic... Um, is going okay. And I think she can make at least the 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 second week. I think she can make a fourth round or better. But apart from that, no, nah, there's nothing there. The cupboard's bare, unfortunately. And Ash Barty, who I'm led to believe is going down to the Australian Open, but obviously purely now retired and also yeah. pregnant, purely for a uh, viewing capacity. <laughs> um, she, uh, yeah, She's sorely, sorely missed. Um, they're trying. They've got a lot of young players, but it seems they've got a, a cycle of... Of young players uh, like a like a Maddie Inglis, Priscilla Hon, um, Astra Sharma, um, a few of those players, Ellen Perez, uh, Jamie Fawless. She's she's a bit of a hope. She's actually being coached at the moment, Jamie Fawless, by the coach Dayan Petrovic, who lives in Serbia right now. He was Novak Djokovic's first coach when he came onto the tour okay. as a 17-year-old. So um, Jamie might be a bit of a hope, but <clears throat> those players are finding it really tough. To get inside the top one hundred, so there's unfortunately not a stack of depth apart mm-hmm. from Tom Tomljanovic with Australian women's tennis. Did
1: you say her coach was Petrovic? That, that was the last. Dayan one. Petrovic. Any relation to former New Jersey net Drazan?
0: No, because Dayan's six foot on the on the button. <laughs> actually, now Dayan <laughs> Petrovic, he's got a really interesting story. He was born in Adelaide, okay. um, grew up in Adelaide, and his parents moved back to Serbia uh, when he was like breaking onto the tour. He was a tour player. <clears throat> I don't know if you remember if there, there was a story about Leighton Hewitt when he played an opponent in Adelaide in the year 2000 when he absolutely crunched him but then got off the court because he was playing a fellow Australian. The The crowd was kind of going for the underdog and Leighton called the Australian crowd stupid. <laughs> he actually did. He, he Those were the words he used. Now, it was a flippant remark. He regrets it, no doubt. But that was Dayan Petrovic who was he, he was oh, playing who yeah. was a Adelaide junior... Uh, a a junior player in Adelaide, and Leighton was three years his younger, so they knew each other really well. But Leighton was a class above, yeah. and was on his way to becoming world number one. But um, yeah, Leighton didn't win too many friends in Adelaide that year, unfortunately. Uh, take out Djokovic and Medvedev. Who's the most likely to compete for the men's? Oh. Holger Rune, Felix Auger, someone like that. I think Felix Felix Auger Aliassim, the um, the Canadian, who he had an eight and record in finals before he broke through at Rotterdam, the indoor event, just after the Australian Open last year, uh, and then went on a run and and got himself inside the top 10 and basically won the Davis Cup off his own bat. He won so many matches in both the playoffs and then the finals, beating Australia in the final in Malaga last uh, November. But Felix, I think, is the one. I I think he, Holger Rene, he's got too many... Too many emotional waves in his game, if you know what I mean. He's a, a Danish player, big hitter. Kasparud, very good player. He'll be there or thereabouts. But I can't, you say, take out Medvedev and Djokovic. I, I, I can't see how those two, if the draw allows, that they don't play in the final
1: with Felix there or thereabouts. Okay. Okay. Well, Mark stole my question, so I'll go to my backup question. You know, good mm. journalists always have backups. Yeah. Um, Is there anyone there that you can kind of see almost making like a special K type run, but in the singles from either side, men's or women, just someone that the public might not be aware of. You'd have to be a a pretty in-depth tennis fan to know about.
0: Um, I think the the guy that made the final last week, Seb Corder, impressed me greatly. He's got a really down-to-earth demeanor, which suits Grand Slam tennis because Mm -hmm. you can't get ahead of yourself. You're playing five five set matches and you've got to back up two days. you have got to win seven matches through the course of it. And so I'm not going to say it's going to happen here, but I reckon he can have a run at a Wimbledon. I think grass court will suit his game. Big game, big forehand, big serve. So Seb quarter is an interesting one. Look, the women's, honestly, I I honestly believe that 35 women can win the event. <laughs> Seriously? I'm not joking. Like 35 of them. Like they, they There's just no consistency at the very top. Ega Schwantech aside, she was great last year, six months, but can you trust the form that she can back it up? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if she, see, I hope Ons Jabir wins the, the women's because she's brilliant to watch drop shots, inventiveness. She plays a bit uh, along the lines of Ash. She can Mm -hmm. play every shot in the book, a lot of slice, a lot of variety. So, and, and a bubbly personality, really good person, the Tunisian. So Ons Jabir, I hope wins, but honestly it is so open and I'd be interested as well. I'm reading a lot of um, reviews at the moment of the, the, uh, the Netflix series, Breakpoint. Yeah. But they've all been written by tennis writers. Mm. Now, the whole point of these series, Drive to Survive worked. Yeah. Formula One Nuffies didn't really, like it didn't tell them much that they didn't already know. It's yeah. not for them. Yeah. But it, it made the sports popularity explode. Yeah. So I want you guys to actually, well, especially you, Dom, yeah. you, you said you're not the biggest tennis fan. Mm. I'd love for your take on yeah what this series will be like when it drops later
1: this week. Absolutely. And look, I I love Formula One and watching that. You're right. I do like watching it because it's cool behind-the-scenes stuff and you get mm. some 4K angles that you don't see on TV. But you watch it and you just go, 70% of it's just absolute rubbish. None of it happened. And they fabricate these stories out of mm. nowhere. And then the casuals come in and they'll go straight away, oh, that Verstappen, he's, oh, he's dirty. He'll do this, this and that. It brings people into the sport. Yeah, which is kind of yeah. true in a sense. Uh, but it's just not... At the same time, there's a lot of fabrication in it, which Mm. it really like you seem Verstappen didn't, wasn't even a part of the last Drive to Survive series. So
0: he he said, I don't want a part of it because I think he's
1: back this year because he's had a sit down with Netflix, the directors, and the FIA, and they've come to an agreement that
0: $50 million agreement, (laughs) something like that. We're off to a quick break. We've got Andrew Webster on the way.